Hello, and welcome to this episode of Hope in Struggle. I'm your host, Mindy Lawhorn. So listen, listen. This podcast started out years ago with just, I felt like I was supposed to share some of the struggles that I had, but how God has always given me perspective through these struggles, through whether it's like something little or something silly or something quite detrimental. He's always somehow given me hope and almost like the peace that surpasses all understanding, which is like what I want. And I want that for you. I want that for myself, but it's always kind of kept coming back to him and what he's doing in my life and what I'm seeing. And in the beginning, I really wanted this to be, okay, God, I, I need to research this particular thing. And like, here are the top five ways you lose weight. Here are the top five, uh, ways to do your makeup in seven minutes. I don't know, little things like that. But God keeps bringing me right back to his feet. And through all the things he's bringing us through and has brought us through, I just can't seem to find anything more powerful, more important, or more impactful than sharing his word and what he's doing in my life. And and God's put a lot on us. He really, really has. And um, I'm not mad at him. I don't get it, but it doesn't change my love for him. His ways are not our ways. He does things in certain people's lives that seems just so terrible. But at the same time, every time I want to have a pity party about the loss of my husband, the loss of my sister who's my best friend, loss of my mom recently, just all the things that come along with that, along with, you know, my boys and and, and me trying my best to help them whenever they struggle. And sure, they need to struggle. That's how we grow and that's how we gain confidence. But I don't know too many people in our situation, right? And so every time I get in that pity party mode, like, why is it like this? Why have I not, blah, blah. I just remember every story in the Bible. And those people had it rough. I mean, I think of a lot of the story of the women, and and I'm not saying I'm as fabulous as any of those people that God used in the Bible, but God can use all of our stuff to help others. God can use all of our junk. He can use all of our even mistakes. He can somehow use it. And, you know, there's scripture backing that. And the one that comes to my mind initially is 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 5. And I'm amazed at even when I stray, and it's not that I'm running away, it's just maybe I'm spending less time or maybe I'm trying to cope with my emotions and feelings and sadness and loneliness and all that stuff with things. I mean, God's still there. And then when I go to him, he always gives me something, something for that day. Do you know what I mean? And I think we have a really hard time because we want to know what's happening this month. and want to know what's happening within the next two years and, and, and all that stuff. And the only thing we can really do and control is today. And all we have to do is get through today in the best way we can. And then, then tomorrow, guess what? We'll get through tomorrow in the best way we can. And as lame as I don't, that is, and as much as I don't want to like think of things like that, that's how I have to think of it. That's how I have to be. So speaking of God kind of always being there and, and just showing me over and over again, his love and his care and his, hey, you know, duh, 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 duh. let's get some right thinking. Let, let's go back to what you know, even in all the stuff, unfortunately, that we see in our world and all the things that, you know, we deal with and all the things our minds think, right? I'm reminded 
that when we're confused, there are some things that we can hold on to that clarify everything. And I'm going to share that with you through a book I'm in the middle of right now. So one of my sweet Jesus fitness friends, her name is Kim Dolan Leto, and she's just precious. I mean, she really is precious. She's beautiful on the inside, beautiful on the outside, and she's a mom and a wife and just so driven to share God's word through fitness, right? And by the way, most Christians don't want to hear anything about fitness. I mean, listen, I've been in a a church, multiple churches for most of my life. They don't want that message. (laughs) I mean, like they would much rather after church do the potluck and everybody fill themselves so they can't walk and that somehow is okay, right? But being in fitness, by the way, I've had so many Christians, not now, but back in the day, tell me that it was wrong with me to be in fitness and I shouldn't wear those clothes and all stuff. And I just was like, why is God speaking something different to me in my mind. And I just had to remember, Mindy, we don't believe humans. We believe what the word of God says. And if God has whispered something in my heart and in my mind, I'm, I'm going with that because I'm about pleasing him, not pleasing people. And while that took me a lot to get to that position, I realized what is it going to be when it's all said and done? It's not going to be all these people telling me whether I'm approved or not. It's going to be Jesus. And so I want to do what it is he wants me to do, even though it's hard, even though it's Many times self-sacrificing, any time, even though many times it's lonely, humanly lonely, he's always there. And I'm sharing all this with you because I want to encourage you and I want to somehow make all of this stuff that I'm going through and that I have been through and that I'm sure I will go through, I want it to mean something more than just me getting through it. And that gives me hope, you guys. And, and I want you just to think about yourself for a second. Like, what have you been through? What are you going through? If we make it so selfish, if we make it so self-centered, and what about me? And I'm so mad at God for doing this, and then we kind of miss the point. And yeah, it's hard to do that, but guess what? It's the best thing we can ever do is to make it purposeful. How can this help others? How can this somehow help others? Because that, with all the loss and all the things, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. How can we give it purpose, right? So I'm in this book, and it's Kim's new book, and it's called Fit God's Way. And yeah, it's a fitness book, but it's so much more, right? And one of the things I want to share with you today, which is, I mean, this is where, I know you could probably find this on the internet, on the internet, but like this book, this is one of my favorite parts of the book, and it's on page 94, and I'm going to read it to you. So in, in like the context of us getting really discouraged and confused and like maybe even disillusioned and whatever it is, it's, we have to Find a way to discern the voices, not only that we see, but that are in our head. And we have to think, okay, what's God's voice and what is not God's voice? And by the way, I'm just going to lay it down. If it's not God's voice, it's the other guy's voice. And no, the other guy doesn't always come at us with frightening, scary, you know, evil things. He, he seeps in with just a little bit of a twisting of God's word. He seeps in with just a little bit of this or that, or, oh, it's okay if you do that. Oh, it's okay. And by the way, yeah, I mess up all the time. And yeah, we can be forgiven. And we do have, you know, a a God who has been tempted every single way and that he was God, but then he was human. And I know that's kind of hard to believe, but that's where faith comes in. And for some reason, I've just always known it to be true. And so I, I say all that because not only does he get us, He has given us so much to help us through, but we have to be diligent enough, and and dare I use the word disciplined enough, to seek Him first. Not only that, but to seek Him in all of our situations, especially.
especially when we're confused, especially when we're discouraged, especially when we're worried, especially when we feel pushed or rushed, or even if we feel shame or or condemnation, you know, there is really none of that with God. And I want to share this little, um, I guess it's like a little, I don't know, infographic kind of thing, but I want to share this with you because even though I feel like we know these things or, or some of us know these things, we need to be reminded. Our human self keeps rolling us back into those same, you know, cycles. And we're like, oh, I got to get out of this, right? Let me read this for you. Discerning the voice of God. And I think this is key, you guys, for not only what we see, but what we hear and what our minds can kind of tweak and go, well, well, that's okay. Well, it's still love. You know, it's still about love, right? It's still about good, you know, and, 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 I think we need to discern between the voices because remember, he seeps in and just tweaks things a little tiny bit. Let me read these to you. Discerning the voice of God. I'm going to give you a list of things that are God's voice and a list of things that are the evil one's voice. So here we go. God's voice steals you. Steals, S-T-I-L, steals you, calms you. Satan's voice rushes you. God's voice leads you. Satan's voice pushes you. God's voice reassures you. Satan's voice frightens you. God's voice enlightens you. Satan's voice confuses you. God's voice encourages you. Satan's voice discourages you. God's voice comforts you. Satan's voice worries you. God's voice calms you. Satan's voice obsesses you. God's voice convicts you. Satan's voice condemns you. Let me talk about conviction and and condemnation. So the difference is this. When you're convicted of something, don't think of it as in a judge and a jury and you're convicted, you know, to life in prison or whatever. When you're convicted about something, when we're talking about God, he's just trying to get you to see okay, that's not the right thing we need to do. And that it changes our mind and it changes our hearts, right? Whatever that may be, you can fill in the category. Maybe it's looking at things you shouldn't be looking at. Maybe it's reading, you shouldn't be reading. Maybe it's watching shows you shouldn't be watching. I don't know. Maybe it's talking about people. Maybe it's eating, you know, stuff you don't, you know, you shouldn't be eating, right? Well, when God convicts you about something, what he simply does, he changes your heart and your mind according, you know, about that thing. And that's what we want. Real conviction through God isn't you are doomed. It is, hey, I'm trying to get your attention. This needs to stop or it's going to get worse, right? Now, the condemnation that comes from the other guy, that is what he wants you to feel that you'll never be good enough, that you are done. You'll never make good on this. You'll always be terrible. You'll always have this sin in your life. Because you committed that sin, you will never amount to anything or whatever. And that is completely untrue. Completely untrue. So in this time that I think many of us are confused and, and, and we hear confusing messages and, and even maybe one day we're right in line and another day we're confused again. That is because of all the things we see and we hear and, and, and we're trying to do what's right. And we're trying to you know, be part of things, but then we're like, oh gosh, what is the right thing? And my loving encouragement to you is everything has to be checked with scripture. Like everything has to be bounced off scripture. Like, okay, I get that. That's what you think. That's what you feel. Okay. Where does it say that in the Bible? Right. Show me it in the Bible. And that is 
the Bible is, is, is our tool. It's our guide. It's our earthly guide. We can read it at any point. And by the way, if you're new and you're thinking, well, maybe I should get a Bible or I've, I've kind of wanted to, but I don't really know what to do with it. Will you please get one? May I suggest the EVS version? Um, also, I really like the new King James version. Um, the NIV is great. The message is great. And I recommend you actually getting the book. And I know we can look at it on our phone. I do know, but I believe wholeheartedly there's something about reading God's word and being a part of it without electricity. And I don't mean without a light. I just mean there's something about being in a book. There's something about grabbing a pen and writing in our Bible or writing in a book or, or a journal that we have with our Bible. Um, it does something in our brain better than us just looking at our phone. And so I highly recommend this book, by the way. It's called Fit God's Way. And maybe you do want to help your fitness journey a little bit, but are you struggling with anything? Are you struggling with anything that kind of has got you or something that you feel, oh, I can't because of my genetics or I can't because of this? This is a book really about having power through Jesus and having power through Him and finding our worth and our identity in Him and clearing up the cobwebs that seem to just, you know, accumulate sometimes within one day. Back to reading our Bible, I just want to recommend one more thing. And, and some of, sometimes we're like, I don't even know what to do. Do I just open it in the beginning? Do I read? First of all, get your Bible. Get one, please. Find maybe a Bible study, you know, through a Christian, of course, organization. And it can be about like, like someone actually said there's one called Bible for Dummies. You, by the way, are not a dummy. But it's just a way to maybe start looking at it. I always went for Bible studies that I needed to learn. Like maybe it's patience. Maybe it's, uh, you know, perseverance. One of my favorite authors is Cynthia Heald, H-E-A-L-D. And she has a lot of the becoming a woman of, I've talked about this before, but becoming a woman of grace, becoming a woman of simplicity, becoming a woman of freedom. The becoming a woman of freedom was a godsend for me because it broke the chains it broke my people-pleasing ways. It broke my approval junky ways of wanting to be approved, wanting so desperately to work hard and get this award because that would mean I'm good, right? Or I don't even know what my total mental thought was, but growing up the last of five kids, you know, it kind of had to be loud to be heard. And, and while I was the baby and they treated me very well, probably too well, right? I still wanted all their approval, and then I would want the teacher's approval because I wasn't naturally, you know, great at school. I wasn't this natural, amazing athlete. And it's like I figured if I could make people feel good, you know, and, and, and like uh, make them laugh, and even at my expense that, oh, you know, they approve of me, whatever. And God really broke my heart later on in life because he's like, why are you wanting their approval so desperately bad when you only really need mine? And so that becoming a woman of freedom did that for me. But that is a great way to begin. And by the way, there's no like limit, like, oh, I have to do a chapter a day. No, you don't. Do one page a day. There's also books that just do one book of the Bible at a time. And what it simply does is you read the scriptures for that day. Then you get in this little Bible journal and you write the scriptures for that day. And God has done some really amazing things through that simple task that seems like, why would I rewrite the Bible? Well, you are just writing it. It's God's word. It's another way to get it in your mind, in your heart. And only good will come from that, right? Okay, so all that being said, I just want to share with you, if that ever, the things we've talked about today, if you ever are confused or, or, or you feel like you're super obsessive about something or discourage you, it, it's all something that God wants to be in that place. 
not a thing or our own power or the oh, of life. And I hear people all the time saying, I'm just done. Oh my gosh, all these things. And there are a lot of things, but only when we don't give them to God, only when we take them all on ourselves. And being disciplined with that daily calm and that daily coming to his feet first thing, it, you know, it's changed my life. And going through so many things and still dealing you know, with the death of my husband, which I don't know that I'll ever get over him and my sister, but I know I have to move, keep moving because I've got kids and I know that God's not done with me, right? But dang, every day's tough. My house is like sad now. It's so quiet. And by the way, he, we would work from home together or he would read his books and work out and go you know, coach all Garrett's teams. That's what he would do the last few years, but that was his dream. So, so it was great. But my life has changed so much. And if I focused on what wasn't right and what hurts, I would be in a vastly different place. But I make myself, even when I don't want to, pray and, and read, read his word and write his word. And I make myself work out. And I do believe that's been a lifeblood for me. So I want to just encourage this for you. I love you. I care for you. And I want us to be able to discern God's voice because that's going to change our life, because it'll change our mind, and then it'll change our choices, and then those choices will change our life. Let me pray. Sweet Jesus, God, I love you. Thank you for this time. Thank you for Kim and just her diligence. Thank you for this book. Thank you just for time and, and that people are willing to listen, Lord God. I do not want this to be about me, but I want to use what I know, and I want to use my story and all the things you've done, whether I get them or not, for your glory. And the only way I know how to do that, Lord God, is just to share it and speak about it. Lord, I love you. Thank you for keeping us afloat. Thank you for keeping us going. I just praise your holy name. I lift up my friends. I lift them up to you. I lift up the new widows that have reached out to me lately. I hate that we're all in this same club. None of us wanted to be in this club, but you do what you do, and I trust you more than I want what I want, Jesus. That's so hard, but I do truly trust you. I love you, Jesus. Commit my children to you. I commit myself, myself, my life, my work to you, Jesus. Please, God, show these people that you're real. Please answer our prayers. In your precious name, I pray. Amen. Amen.